It That'd be like, so funny just with the light on, like he forgot to turn the light <laughs> off. It's not like it was about to get good. I need, I rushed to hit record. What was the news, Nick? That there's Twinkie cereal. Damn. Like little is they're each little Twinkie sized. I would assume, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, in in a Twinkie cereal, what is approximating the cream filling? I mean, is are they I don't asking know, I don't you know. to to believe and accept that it's the milk? No. No, no, hold on. That's I think stretch. there's something inside of it. I'm not going for that. Hold on. If that's what I'm being expected to believe. I'm sorry. Two plus two does not equal five. Uh, the guy, name of the guy who put the rats, just put the rats in my face cage. I don't eat cer- milk with my cereal. Well, you just munch it out the box? Yeah, I, I eat cereal like potato chips. <laughs> I mean, Is that I really that true? That's too, the only way you eat cereal? But... Basically. I I, cool. I love mini wheats, frosted mini wheats, and I just pop those out of the box. You never do milk. No, and what's the point of a bowl at that point? It's like there's no milk. What do I need the bowl for? Okay, and then you just yeah. It... Quote: In developing a cereal version of the iconic Twinkies, our top priority was focused on delivering the great Twinkies flavor in each bite. Uh, says Josh Jans, brand manager of cereal partnerships at Post Consumer Brands. Knowing that taste remains the number one purchase driver of cereal, that taste remains the number one purchase driver of cereal, we conducted multiple consumer tests, and the new Twinkie cereal delivered. Wow. You know, Twinkies, I have one question. Oh, here you go. This is for Kevin. The next sentence. We think fans will find that it not only tastes great with milk, but also outside the bowl. Yeah. I have one question for Twinkies. Mm -hmm. Where's the cream filling? Oh, what are you, the shark? I mean... From the famous advertisement? <laughs> that, that's what they were leading up to. Advertisement? How did you pronounce Only it? Only bad, word? actually. That's like the message was it's actually bad to ask that question because they one day were going to swipe the cream filling out from under our fucking feet and just expect us to accept it. So oh, What were you saying, though? There's a Washington Post you, article. You thing? Okay. You know what? what? Welcome to Trash Delivery. What? I have an important thing that I do actually want to say from the notes that we forgot to mention last time that I think is just uh, notable and relevant to us specifically that the Detroit Unity Bridge or the Trump Unity Bridge, the for anyone that doesn't know, the insane like cobbled together Trump parade float thing that a guy with a pickup truck drives all around the state like in a constant loop seemingly for the last four years because people would just constantly post like, just saw this. And it's you could tra- track it was she's just like driving in a circle. That the t- Trump Unity Bridge was impounded at the uh, and the man was arrested. Yeah, was the man not? was arrested for at, what at the um, what do you call him? The Brooks Brothers riot. Yeah, uh, the the, the yeah, attempted Brooks Brothers riot. <laughs> right. They failed Brooks Brothers riot because yeah. none of those guys fucking own Brooks Brothers. Yeah, it and was more like the Menards riot. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> The pre, uh, the Rob Camfitters, the Kirkland riot. Yeah, 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 it was impounded and he was arrested. And this was after it was actually destroyed recently too. And he he had rebuilt it. And I just think you know it's uh, you know, yeah, no, it's the end of an era. Era. That's that's a bummer. No, it is poetic or something. Yeah, 
So that's that's beautiful and sad. It's just like something to think about. Um, I saw a truck with like a a bunch of Trump flags today, and I'm like, when are when are they gonna swap the flags out for like? I don't know. Unless Trump personally Never. endorses, not for a long know. time. Swap them out for lions flags because these are the same cars that used to fly lions flags, and then they got they found out about Trump, and they're like, "Oh, Trump." Yeah, but he's like a messianic figure to these people. Like, I don't think it's going. What away. are you saying? Matthew Stafford is not. They're not going to do it. They're at best. They're going to add the new flag from the guy who, if Trump does actually like officially endorse some other politician, never going to happen. It. I don't believe it. Probably not because that would just. That's seeding ego, baby. No he way. Can't, he, yeah, he cannot distract any, take, you know, put any of the attention off of him onto anyone else. And even, he's not ever going to be able to come to the rational conclusion that, like, I'm old and I need a successor. And what does he need a successor for? He can't serve himself after he's dead. He has no interest in how things, like, happen for anyone else. He can't take it with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I don't know. They're all, I mean, I don't, they, they're, I'm, I'm seeing all the MAGA people. That I follow, like they—they they are all sharing around this. They are convinced that there is a secret military count going on of the votes. Like the military is doing their own count, and they're like they keep sharing around this map and being like, "Oh, oh, oh rubbing my hands together, like I, this is even better than I thought." Well, yeah, they're yeah. like one person's like, "I'm just waiting for Oregon to flip." The funny, the funny California thing is, is already red. They think that California is going to go red, and they've become fixated on this idea because it's it's got so many electoral votes. Because the thing is, there are too many states. There are too many states in, up in the air. Like it's not like Florida, like in two thousand. So oh, but if we can just flip California, we don't need these other states. California's flipped, so it's all over. Is that why they're? Fan- I don't. That's got to be, that that's rational, gotta be why they're fixating on one state. They're just like California. dumb, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're dumb. like they they don't understand what's going on. And like Trump, you know, Trump just today shared a video of, uh, or not a video, there was an article, a Breitbart article, about two, um, oh, two people committing voter fraud. So just two normal people. I was trying to remember whether it was Yeah, like, like the average person committing voter fraud. Yeah, so fraud. allegedly these people are committing voter fraud. I don't, I'm not even interested in whether this actually occurred or not because, for one, it's obviously, it's fucking California. You know, it's two people and it's just like, so Trump is, you know, even on this like, what do they think? They just like they're 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 so untargeted. Well, yeah, and the thing is, like, honestly, we all know Trump doesn't really want to be president. He's just throwing up enough smoke so that in the eyes of his people, this election will not be seen as legitimate. So he can go down in their eyes, which is all that matters, his fans, his people, as a winner. Yeah, and then he can go back. He can go off into the sunset, do whatever he's going to do because he's not going away. And he could feel like a winner to all of his people. And and because this is the funny thing is all these liberals and stuff were like, oh, look at these these Trumpers. Look at look at how unreasonable being. Look how unfair they're being. And it's like they're doing they're doing the exact same <laughs> not my president shit yeah. that fucking liberals did in 2016 with Russia. It's the exact same narrative. It's just a little dumber. That's it. Yeah. I mean, is if if even a little dumber. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there was actually the Paul Manafort stuff, and like they <laughs> they popped the Facebook ads, but. I mean, let's be real. There probably is on both sides voter fraud going on. Yeah, uh, like there but, are good people on both sides. Yes, well, who I knows? Mean, I mean, we know on one side the right wing. Fucking... There's all, all kinds of voter fraud going on in terms of like voter suppression. That's real. That's for sure. Right, voter suppression. Yeah, and I mean, what what I can confidently say is it wouldn't surprise me at all. I like, mean, JFK won won through of... fucking cheating. So it's yeah. like, why? Who you know? Why not? Yeah. Who knows? In the, in the words of Boss Tweed, you know, you don't count the ballots you just keep counting until you win so 
It's not about the belts. It's about the counting. Stop Damn. the count. Uh, I have to believe that he's going to win. Yeah. I have to believe that he's going to fight until the last breath is in this campaign. That's right. He's not giving but up. Worse, but worse come to worse. If, that, if the worst happens, we still have to save this republic. That's mm-hmm. right. See, the reason why I'm trying to move the show away from being a politics show is because this whole thing is fucking stupid. You don't, you're not, you find no interest in like seeing the way you like, you just would be content to just have everything collapse around you and you're just not uh, really, uh, what is, what is my caring about it? Change anything. I don't know. You're not like totally fucking surprised when it happens. You're not just, I'm already not surprised by anything that happens. (laughs) I think this country is a fucking clown show. Like, don't you like, like to have some sort of. No, I all, guess it's a all it does is make of... me depressed when I think about it. It just makes me depressed because it's a reminder of the reality that is inch unchangeable about this country. It's dying. All, I th- all, all week I've just been thinking about Frankenstein's words and Bride of Frankenstein, <laughs> which is when he blows up the tower with him and the bride, which is, we belong dead. That's how I feel about this country. We belong dead. <laughs> this country's terrible. Yeah, we do. I have found myself actually, and this is like, admittedly like in a very embarrassing like uh like white american leftist kind of like you know thought or thing or, but it's also like it's an earn it's it's sad that the society we live in creates uh thoughts like this where like i start to i'm reading i read about like cuban revolution like all these things that were like really bitter struggles of course you know it's not like i am am being stupid and be like oh man if only i lived back then but like finding yourself wondering like what it would be like to live in a country or like live for something that was like worth in fighting at all, you know, being part of a struggle. Cause there's just no struggle here oh, yeah. to join. Like it's, it's in any one is hopeless. It's also, the thing is what, what we are, the plane that we have now, the battlefield we have now are a bunch of college graduated social media managers and a bunch of dipshit like landscape owners who are fighting each other on completely cultural ground over nothing material, nothing of substance. They're seeing past each other while behind the scenes there's a fucking government that is that is responding to no one's needs except the rich. And nothing about this has changed. It's only gotten more garish and cartoonish for 40 years. And caring about it is just like, it's just like, oh, look, 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 it's doing it again. It's doing it again. Nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Uh, well, yeah, that's where you make the mistake of caring about it. You have to be cool and detached. you <laughs> It's I'm well. The thing is, I'm too real. I'm, I can't I can't focus my attention on something like that and not care about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kidding anyway. That's not honestly not how I uh, in, interpret. Like the pro- I have like a. I just want to know for whatever reason. It's a fucking curse in a way because it does only just cause me misery or not. Not outright. I would be miserable not knowing. That's the problem. Is that if I weren't following stuff, I'd just be like, what's happening? Well, I, I so, learned some stuff today about America because I rewatched uh, Gangs of New York and. Uh, then I went down a Wikipedia wormhole of a like... A Wikipedia? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I thought I'd... <laughs> yes. A Wikipedia wormhole... I that would be a cool twist in the story. <laughs> of, like, of like history of like the New York draft riots. And Is that why you quoted Boss Tweed? That, that's the line from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there's another great Boss Tweed quote in there, which uh, if there were to be a, uh, a coup... I think is very applicable, which is, uh, you know, it's not, it's most important that we uphold the appearance of the law, especially when we're breaking it. Right. But, uh, uh, I was watching gangs in New York and then I went down this wormhole with like, uh, about the history of like the New York draft riots and stuff. And this, uh, 
Do you know like the history of the New York draft riots? No. No, I feel like it's a it's a weird thing that we don't learn about stuff like that because it's it was the New York draft riots were like the biggest uh, non military loss of life in America between between the civil the Revolutionary War and the Civil War or like you know that is not non military. What year is this? What are we 1863. talking? Eighteen sixty three. Okay. So the history of the New York draft riots was, you know, there was the draft that was brought forth in the middle of the Civil War because the Union needed soldiers, and New York City at the time was was actually pretty sympathetic to the south because their their economy was dependent upon the upon cotton there was even secessionist what? movements in new york for the new york to join the south capitalist owners being sympathetic towards no not just weird. the capitalists this is a lot of uh, what uh, working class people felt the same way mm. because okay. they free slaves meant People are going to crowd in on their wages. Mm. Oh yes. Uh, so okay. there was so there was a lot of resentment in that regard. That classic. So when there was the when the, the draft was announced, which another, another thing with the draft was you could get out of being conscripted by paying three hundred dollars, which at that time was about the equivalent of six thousand dollars. So which is like just like such a naked thing. It's like oh yeah, you have to go fight for the fight and die yeah, for yeah. our country in the bloodiest war in the, the history of the country, or if you're if you have three hundred dollars, you can get out of it. Which is like this is so beautiful. So was this? Beautiful. Do, do you know whether that was that was just for New York or was that the standard? That was no. Like, that was the draft. That, the that, that was how that it was, worked. That was how it worked. <laughs> yeah, they really. That's like a. That's just so they naked. Say that fact a little more. Yeah, it's like God damn. It's just like yeah, outright the yeah. Let's just get a bunch of our, our most dis like our most vulnerable people we care the least about. Uh, and let's just like scoop them off the bottom and just throw them at each other. It's the most naked like example of like. Uh, let the poor fight while the senator's sons sit back home and you know eat their rice pudding. Yeah, uh, and it's incredible. But uh, so when the draft when the draft began in earnest, the the riots broke out because you know a lot of people, white working class people, a lot of immigrants, especially Irish immigrants, did not want to go fight in this war. Yeah, that's so, why they won't do the draft again ever. I mean, that's like what created a lot of the radicalism in the 60s, unfortunately, which is always depressing to me because people are like, oh, it's such a radical time. And, and you know, maybe when like, oh, we're, this is just like the 60s, what's happening now, maybe we'll go back there. But that we won't have mobilization of average people without a draft. Well, yeah, because there was a material, because people were acting in their own interests. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I want to create a better world for people who aren't me. It was like, I don't want to go die in Vietnam. Me. Yeah. Yeah, just that. Well, I don't or, want that my brother to go down to Vietnam or my husband. <laughs> now we're being asked to fight these culture wars on behalf of other people, which is noble and is moral, but you're not going to get people to join the cause if it doesn't have anything to do with them beyond, especially people who haven't been programmed to think in these terms. Like if you're not been, if you haven't been told that you should care about the betterment of society, which you don't get told in this country, not really, then you're not going to care about that. Uh, anyway, though. Yeah, where were you at? I hope I didn't oh, no, completely... I still got it. I okay, still got it. cool. So it happens, right? And it's like this huge three-day affair, complete clown show, because like there's all these varying levels of uh, of authority. Like There's the state police and the state militia, and they had to bring in some military, but there was, the whole thing was ridiculous. But of course, who ends up becoming the biggest victim of the, the New York draft riots? Black people, because all this ang- resentment at the government ends up being trained at black people who are going to come in and steal our jobs and steal our wages. So a bunch of black people get lynched. And, and the first ever-owned black-owned business, a pharmacy in New York, was burned down, which is beautiful. The first ever black-owned business was, was burned down in a fucking rice riot. It's just all, that's just such a clear-cut example just every, in every facet. 
Like what, what has really changed from between then and now? Because it's the same thing where it's like all of our, 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 our common enemy here should be uh, the systems that are controlling and oppressing us, right? Uh, but instead, we're, like, we're just going to fucking, we're going to pick on black people and attack them instead of finding any common ground here. Uh, to, yeah. And also, there's been, and this is amidst calls of like a clarion call to like be good, to go fight in the Civil War. This is a war that actually meant something. You know, this was by 1863, yeah, you don't the get Civil War was fully about slavery. And there were just, the thing is, there were so many riots like this. I was just reading all these histories of like riots in, in New York in the 1800s. One of my favorite riots in the 1800s, I've known about this one for a while, is the Astor Place riot, which uh, was in, eight, I think it was like late, late 1840s. And this was a huge riot. That cost, that I think killed like 100 people. Uh, and the cause of this riot was literally Shakespeare. It was literally, there were two performers, Edwin Forrest and William McCready. One of Edwin Forrest was like the first all American theatrical star. Uh, and then William McCready was a British born playwright. They're both well re- uh, actor. Were both, they hot? Uh, Probably for their era, I only, saw, seen pictures? I only saw caricatures of them. But they were both like extremely were well the regarded. Hot? I mean, I think Forrest was better looking. Okay, I'm just trying uh, to get a the, mental image of He had a thinner face. He had, yeah. Okay. Pretty def- he's British, so. But right. um, uh, very portly fellow. Very, looked very frog froggy. Mm. Uh, but um, so there, there, the Forrest and McCready were both performing Shakespeare at the same time, uh, in in New York, and there are all these resi- all these like. Theater back then meant something like more than just like art. Like if you were if you were supporting Forrest, that means you were supporting America. You know, you were against foreign foreigners uh, yeah. and and working foreign class. Influence. It's like it was a more like these. This is what this is what us regular people like. We like Edwin Forrest, the American Shakespeare guy, uh, and then <laughs> William the McCready is the guy. is the was the British the British guy. He's for the middle and upper classes. Uh, for you know British British people, and they literally fought in the streets and killed people over this which is incredible can you imagine anyone fucking dying over shakes this is at a time when regular people like the fucking like just the garbage men knew who shakespeare was and could quote shakespeare from memory like and now it's like no one even like unless you go to college you don't really have any relationships at all with shakespeare God. let alone would you really willing to fucking die for him <clears throat> that's man it's incredible how does he want uh, just wait you'll see really yeah but he won, he won by 80 percent Really? You know, when the truth comes out, you'll find out very shortly. Guys, I want to do a new corner. It's called King Corner. King it's Corner? It's where I introduce you to a king. I present a king uh, that we found on the web. This king was found on Facebook. Oh, I thought this was going to be Steve. Oh, like a uh, king, like, oh, go off, king. Like one of those kings? Like a, Yeah, like a king. Like you drop this king, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is a one of the Catholic families that I... Was in homeschool theater with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, they, they, this is one of the extended mini siblings of this Catholic family. Of course, you know one of the stereotypes of Catholics. They love. They don't believe in you know contraception. So and they. Stuff, so yeah, pump out a lot yeah. of kids. While well, also, this Catholic believes in contraception. Okay. <laughs> that's just like put that on a shirt. Uh, but yeah, this this oh, also these guys had like I would go to I'd be at their house and just constantly like encountering. Art, art of Jesus, sculptures of Jesus, just like weeping, bleeding, feeling like shit, having a horrible time, you know, just... Jesus. G- yeah. Yeah, having a bad time. Which leads into uh, 
Josh, I actually I almost said his last name. Josh posts on Facebook. This is a just a status update. This is not a, uh, um, you know, just a reply to anyone. He says, "I am about to watch the Passion of the Christ. I need to be put back into place." This is your friend. Uh, no, this is just a guy. This is a a guy I knew. A friend. Wait, speak, well, he a needs guy to be put back knew. into place. Like he watches Passion of the Christ periodically to like reaffirm his faith. Uh, yeah, no, that's because that's what I'm, yeah, that he's the, you, the, you know, you can relate to this, the Catholic thing. Um, he needs to get the guilt going. You need again. to flagellate He needs yourself. to fire, fire yeah. up the guilt again. Yeah, because he's it. being shitty. He's probably out there doing, she's probably... Like, copulating and mm-hmm. fornicating well, and stuff. If he's out there doing sins, he's being a bad Catholic because you shouldn't need to do sins to feel guilt. You should just be feel guilty all the time. That is true, and that's a good point. So maybe, I don't know, he might not have been doing sins. Maybe he is a good Catholic and he was just sitting there alone in his house feeling like absolute not shit. Not doing sins. And he decided he had to just whip himself bare like Jesus with Jesus's, uh, the film, the movie about him. Yeah, uh, but He's he making did- a sequel. The funny thing about this, though, is that, that he, that's a status update, but then he has like seven follow-up comments where he's basically like live-tweeting watching it, and he goes, oh my God, I am not worthy. Please make me so. I need to do better in your name. I wish to be with you every day. Let me never stray. We got three likes on that one. Uh, and then we got after that, he says, Jesus, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Two likes on that one. Then the next we got, the scourges are so hard to watch. I can't help but cry. The likes have trailed off and people aren't liking this anymore. <laughs> and then he goes, oh my, my Lord and my God, I love you. Does he think that God has a fucking Facebook account? This is the problem with people posting all of their emotions into the how into dare you? Yeah, how dare you? you God think, is everywhere. How, no, how dare you God think that he's doing Twitter. this to be seen by God? You don't do you don't preach on a street corner, he's man. Talking he's doing to this cuz it's right. He's ta- he's calling God out by name. Yes, but that's also okay. Okay, you make a good point. He, he should sit of, down and pray. He, he is kind of basically calling God constantly on the phone to be like, God, fuck, why did they do this to you? I'm so fucked up, God. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm so My gems are on cut. Gibson says he intended to push the audience to the edge. If you're going to push them to the edge, try and hold their hand a little bit. Um, and if, if it's going to be horrible and ugly, try and make the violence. Try and find the beauty in it. Try and find the lyricism in it. Okay, so we all saw that in the theater when it came out, right? Yeah, my mom made me go as a small boy. My girlfriend at the time <laughs> had seen it already with her entire family. They were Catholics. And said, we have to go see this. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the whole... Did you see it in the theater? That was like the word at the time. Like in Catholic circles, every single Catholic got went and so saw So I got really high. Obligated. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Really, really high and went and saw that. And uh, yeah, I just I cried the whole time. Damn. I thought it was good. Damn, I enjoyed Seth, it. Um, Mel Gibson is an accomplished filmmaker. I, I mean, say. I, didn't, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I would say it was a cathartic experience. Yeah. yeah, I was thirteen. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Which, I was into Jesus at the time, which is you know not you know a lot of kids grow up seeing R-rated movies and stuff, and they're like not desensitized to violence. I was a kid, of course. You know, I was not allowed to see PG thirteen movies right. until I was thirteen, and then they show you this hard R <laughs> Jesus movie. I'm just watching like Jesus's flesh get turned into mincemeat, and just like my it's mom, quite gory. And my mom is like you know like gripping me and like encouraging me to like feel something, and I'm just like staring at this screen. Did you feel nothing? No, I definitely horrible. I was like, I, you know, like, gee, I, did, yeah, I, old, I did this to Jesus. I don't know. Thir- 13. Yeah. Yeah. 
I gotta say, I was wow. pretty unmoved by it when I saw it. Really interesting. Okay. Well, because I'm, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the New Testament. I'm an Old Testament guy. You knew that at age thirteen. What? That's not was, real Catholic shit. Well, yeah. What I took, the fuck, I took what I like, and I. That's gave, Jewish, bro. I know. What the hell? That's Jewish, bro. Well, oh my God, I'm, you got to convert. In many ways, <laughs> I'm, I, I am uh, Jewish by association. I like the guilt. You stuff. reject the New Testament. I, I don't reject it. Oh, you just don't like it. It's just it's, wow. That's it's, where Jesus came to preach his message of love. Well, I like Kevin. The, I like the fire like, and brimstone. Yeah, because you stuff like better. you like dom shit. Yeah. Well, I like the story. You want to be dommed. I like there being mystical creatures and shit. I liked. I I fucking rocked catechism. I was so good at catechism, but I liked the Old Testament stuff the most because I like the story. I liked anything that was like mythology. I'm numb. I'm almost speechless. You could really feel the blows and you could feel the pain. So that was that was what my difficulty was so make you think before you go out and sin again wait 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 uh finish the thread oh no just because we're talking about catholics because we're probably not gonna talk about catholics to go back it's what? just you don't think so probably not <laughs> uh but like just having watched fucking gangs of new york just now because like the whole thing like the whole conflict in that movie and not just in the movie in real life was people was you know uh this divide between protestants and catholics because people honestly thought there's this whole thing romanism people thought that catholics would not follow the law in america because they they follow the law of the pope <laughs> that was a thing people believed up until the 60s bro, that's a problem right now that's happening right now we have luciferian bishops we have bishops to blame that are currently believing the covid lie all right, they are telling, they are encouraging the shutdown is the official Catholic dogma. They've given in to the satanic Democrats. And Joe Biden, guess what? Irish Catholic. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Well, our second Catholic. What? Bishops oh, to blame. You know, it's funny. The last Catholic who got an elected president also cheated his way into the office. Holy what does that have to say shit. about things, huh? Drop the mic. Smoke. The U.S. bishops, as a body, belong to Satan. They possess no supernatural faith, not in any meaningful fashion anyway, and they're on a path to hell that is so apparent it appears there is no turning back because they have no desire to turn back. We can talk about, do you have, do you have notes. notes about Q? Because Q is the only political thing that amuses me. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have Has there been, has, has Q remained silent since yes. the election? Yeah, Still? they're... Uh, yeah, they're not having a good time of it. No, they're having a great time. Are you kidding me? No, they've all 100% convinced themselves that this entire election was a fraud, that actually all, like you said, the secret military tribunals are going to reveal the truth in time. Hey, get ready. Get ready for the, elect the electors. Mid-December, we'll know then. Everything's going to switch then. Yeah. All right? Good, good, good times. And the thing is, Biden actually showed his hand. Biden, by winning the election and with all that voter fraud, he's now giving Donald Trump the opportunity to show everyone that he cheated. And then, game over, folks. Game over. It's awesome. It's it's great. These are people, you, they're the eternal optimists. Everything is good all the time. Their side was always winning. And now they get to actually, they, they're like, they actually get to uh, fully live out their oppression fantasies their their grievances they are the oppressed christians being crucified they are you know they're losing it's well, yeah, the empire they, strikes back and we're the you know that they, they love to do the meme where trump's the empire striking back lord no that's no it's critical for these for each side for the liberals and their conservatives to lose 
because they need to trade off feeling like victims. They have to. Otherwise, the entire enterprise falls apart. I mean, conservatives already feel like victims all the time because of culture, because that's their main grievance is that they're not being represented in the fucking TV shows that they watch uh, because they've won everything else. You know, they got everything else they want, but they're just mad that I can't pray in school. Are you kidding me? I can't pray in school? Also, you can. (laughs) Yeah. You can pray in school. uh, Let's see. Politics. Oh, boy. I will say, though, you know, the... uh, the, the coziness of the Catholic Church to the Democrats, the satanic Luciferian Democrats, does go all the way back to Kennedy, who said he wouldn't let his Catholic faith interfere with public life. So Because that was an actual political point back then. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious to me. That's so... F- I, was watch- I watched a Robert Drew's uh, documentary about the... Uh, 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 called Primary, about the primary in Wisconsin between Hubert Humphrey and JFK, which is the purest distillation of Chad Virgin you've ever seen in your life. Because Hubert Humphrey is just this sweaty, try-hard, sh- shaking hands, telling like folksy jokes. He's he's trying so hard for every vote he gets. Meanwhile, JFK is just this dead-eyed Catholic psycho uh, <laughs> who's just like... Just compared to this fucking loser, this like this like middle aged frumpy uh, Minnesotan, just like he can walk circles around him in his sleep. Uh, but in that in that That's documentary, the charisma the devil affords. Yeah, people are like asking him like, will you let will you will there be two? Will you have two masters? Will you be following the the American people and also the Pope? And he's like, no, I'll follow America. America's my my master. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, who's asking this? Who's this is ridiculous. Oh my God! Meanwhile, a dude like Trump actually literally does like he well. W- w- no one was asking him like, uh, so what's your main focus? Is your focus going to be uh, you know leading America or fucking your business, your enterprise that you have? Which was an actual conflict of interest there, but that ne- that for some reason never became. That's the thing that drove me crazy about Trump's entire term. The entire like impeachment process, all the attacks against Trump were always. Russiagate. It was never stuff like yeah. real stuff. Like there's a you have an actual conflict of interest. You never divested yourself from your business. You can't be president. They but they don't want to focus on too much of. They don't want to focus no, too I, much yeah. on like anything real because the, then they can't do the sh- then like they're on might be on the hook in yeah. the future for doing the same kind of frauds and shit. Why would they prosecute well, the crimes that they like want Trump to commit? No, like, I agree. Because he does it too noisy. But, like that's the financial like. crimes and shit. Do- but that's still like that's still like kind of an uncomfortable area well, yeah, i think to just, tread into because like this country is like this power structures anyway are so pro sure corrupt yeah. like corrupt corporation business rich people shit yeah, you don't want to do anything institutional right and did you guys see that they already were biden had already said like cats eating in garland oh my god the cat is going crazy hold on we got to put these noisy toys away <laughs> no more noisy toys gnocchi <laughs> uh, just that Biden's already signaled that he's they're not going to prosecute Trump for anything or oh, try yeah. to hold him accountable like, for who, anything. Who thought that was going to happen? Other uh, than no, the no people who voted for fucking him. resistance idiots. Yeah, like come mm. on. 
Which is hilarious. That's, that's proof. I mean, that's. I don't know what you got. Like guys, I. I they're not going to prosecute I think, Hitler. I think you guys are just being Hitler a little too. cynical. I think that Biden is just actually doesn't want to alert Trump that he's about to drop the fucking hammer, the ban. Hammer no, he doesn't want to. Def- moment, he doesn't want to be divisive. He, he thinks no, he, that doing that would be too divisive. He wants to keep Trump unsuspecting until the moment, so he doesn't try to pull anything while Trump's still the president. Yeah. And then the moment Biden's the president, bam. He puts the he puts the uh, the ankle monitors on all the Republicans, starts executing them one by one and replacing them with clones. See, this is already depressing. Kevin, <laughs> did you see Lockout? That the prison movie? Yeah, with Guy Pierce in the space. space that's space basically just uh, escape I saw from that. New York in space. Yeah, that literally- you saw that. Yeah, what I, in the theater? <laughs> I don't remember why. Yeah, I saw it. Why was it good? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. I think I'm gonna watch that tonight. Cool. Why? I don't know. Cause Dowd tweeted about it. Huh? Something about still waiting for that lockout sequel. Yeah, I think. And it, I think somebody told me it was ra- like some, one of my friends said it was cool. I, I don't remember much about it. I remember I. I, I mean, it's Guy Pierce. He's a positive, s- serviceable. Yeah. Actor. I remember. I think he actually got sued for being too similar to Escape from New York. Because uh, the plot is extremely similar. It's just on a space station. Right. I think it was a successful lawsuit, too, but I can't remember. Also, it's a t- it's like 96 minutes, so yeah. that sounds... Uh, I watched uh, Hodorowski's Dune last night, because I'm oh, like yeah? all into Dune. I never watched that. Yeah. I got super excited about it, to the point where I paid to... I bought it, because the buying it was $1 more than renting it. And I was like, if this is good, I'd seen it before, but not... I watched it before I had read Dune... And probably before I'd even seen the David Lynch Dune and liked it. I gave it a very good rating on IMDb and I rewatched it last night. And now I'm that guy. You wish that Joe DeRosky got to make it? No, no. I think he would have fucked it up. I think it would have been terrible. The, the, a lot of the design, like the, um, oh God, who's the French guy? The French. No, 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 that's no, no. Giger's cool. I mean, his art is cool. The design, a lot of the design elements look sweet. Um, French guy. Mobius. Okay. Mobius. His stuff, like the character stuff, looks really cool. Uh, there's a guy, Foss, I think his name is. Wait, hold on. Bob Fossey was going to do the choreography. Not Bob Fossey. Chris Foss. He was known. F- he was a. He was a guy who did paintings for science fiction the covers of science fiction paperbacks and they're rad. And so like his paintings of like how the spaceships and shit would have looked are very cool. Very, very cool. But Hodorowski is like way too like new agey spiritual for me in this. I mean, isn't that kind of a little bit what Dune is? Yes. Which is why I thought it seemed like such a, but he's like missing a lot of the fucking point of the book. Like, he hadn't even read it when he agreed to do it. Sounds a lot like Aaron Sorkin agreeing to do Trial of Chicago 7. One thing that's interesting about it, one thing that's interesting about it is that they claim, at least, so he was he was going to cast his son, who was the little naked boy in El Topo. Have you seen El Topo? Uh, have you I, seen any of his films? Honestly, I don't know if I have. Okay. I know, I've seen, I've seen Holy Mountain. Okay. El Topo was his first, like, not totally batch. Well, I mean, they're kind of all batshit, but, like... Is like a gunslinger played by him himself, and with a little boy, and it's a little naked boy, and it, that was that's his son, 
And so it's then, a movie where he commits a rape in it. Yeah, I think there's a rape in yeah. it. Where he literally raped someone. Yeah. Wait, where he raped someone? Like, literally? Yeah. I was reading about that the other, like a while ago. Uh, there's a part in the documentary Hodorowski's Dune where he talks about rape in a way that's very un- not great. Like, beyond not great. It's, like, fucked. Uh, anyway, he was, he was, he cast his son as Paul Atreides and then to prepare him for the role, hired like a martial arts expert to train his kid for like, and the, and the kid, this is like a, like a 10 year old or something for like, according to his son, who's much older now in the documentary, for like six hours a day every day for like three years. That's kind of sick. That's pretty cool. But he was like, basically, he was like, oh, I have to train my son like Paul Atreides is trained in, in <laughs> the tra- book. He's trying to turn his son into We're Paul Atreides. Yes. Dune yes. will be a documentary. <laughs> That's No, he thought, I mean, the, he thought that he was going to make a film, according to him anyway. He, th- he was trying to make a film that would mutate humanity. Like that would... That you would see it and it would like cause a mutation in the viewer. Like he thought that he was going to like be like create like a Christ like like a like a cultural event that would like mutate humanity into something better. Oh, that's funny because we like he got like way too into it. Sounds like it's good he didn't finish it because it might have just like been the entertainment. But like, oh yeah, right. Like Like Hal and Condensa's, or not Hal, (laughs) but um. Himself, uh, the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Except it wouldn't kill you. It would just make you like an evil reactionary. Well, it's not. He doesn't have a reactionary view at all. You're saying that he sucks though. Like he like was, what is this shit about rape? I mean, I don't want to talk too much. He just had a very, um, I don't know about this real rape thing. That that sounds awful. That's, (laughs) he just had a, he was like, uh. Is is Jodorowsky? He he was he conflates rape with love like in a very offhanded way. He's like, yes, <laughs> I, I. He speaks in like very bro- broken, heavily accented English, and he's like, uh, uh, yes, I was raping them. I was raping them. What? With my with, but with love. But with love. Oh I was God. Go, yeah, raping good, them. Good but save. with love. Oh my God. <laughs> Does he his English is not his first language? Does he understand what he's fucking saying with that? Uh, is that just like I don't know. And also is, is he detestable otherwise? Was there other Well, he was a big fan of Dali, who was a fascist. Oh, but yeah, there's no mention of that in the You know, I started reading Dali's autobiography in college and I thought it was gonna be like some like insightful, really interesting thing. And it was just like I remember I got to a part where he well, he kicked his cousin down the stairs at some point, almost like as a brag, like seeing like I don't even know why I did it. And then he describes how he had a pet bat who he loved, but what one day he just took a giant bite out of it and threw it into a bucket of water. Yeah, that's Ozzy like Osbourne over here. Yeah, that does sound like him. So it's like I don't know whether he's just lying and making that stuff up, or no, I don't think he, so. Or he used to lead a fucking what was it? He had like a pet like Komodo dragon or some shit that he used to fucking walk Damn, around, or an sick. anteater or something that he used to walk I around. New York. I fucking hate people anteater. like that that like love animals purely as just like. They don't give a shit about animal. Like they will treat them like shit, but they like profess to no, love. No, he's doing it aesthetic like, because he aesthetic. thinks it's like an artistic yeah. statement. It's of, a fucking like aesthetic. he's trying to live like a big 
he's like living on like an art like an like a painting like an yeah. art like a some kind of artistic statement right mm-hmm. and he's completely full of shit he sounds like a fucking moron yeah like i used to think dolly was like cool dolly was, is dolly was a very <laughs> talented interesting artist yeah but uh, kind of also what do you mean kind of i don't know well what is going on dustin what the fuck is going on <laughs> some of his shit First, sucks. Cassius i don't love on composition all work. the time i gotta say sometimes it looks like shit what up? shut up <laughs> he's he's a talented artist I'm, sometimes i'm just like it's just a bunch of like shit on there that's just a bunch of like shit on the painting like you just did could you paint it oh, come on oh yeah really you did no i think he made interesting art yes i could for all a right while. okay i can melt clocks yes i could paint everything dolly painted <clears throat> but better it doesn't matter my kid could paint that <laughs> you gave me a paint no numbers, i think he I'll was an interesting artist but it doesn't yeah. mean but like many interesting artists mm-hmm. he was also a fucking moron and an e- and an e- and an egotist and f- there's no reason to take people who are talented don't need to be taken seriously in other aspects of their opinions or life or well yeah well this is the problem now but the, now they do that's why Kanye has to run for president you can't just be good at hey, one he's thing better that's he- like yeah that's why friends of ours like just bend over backwards to defend Kanye when he opens his fucking mouth. Yeah, because be- he has to be a genius in every way. The beautiful thing was he can't just be like really great at making music. Yeah. He has to be like a brilliant, like He's brilliant mind at all things. At all things, like, like my mom no. loved Elvis because he was great at music and he was hot. My mom would not have voted for Elvis and did not care what Elvis had to say about anything besides making songs. That's it, and that's how it should be. Yeah. If I, okay, if Kanye though, if he does. Cause he like learned he learned maybe the hard way, you know this that the, I'm not talking about him being a good president, but I'm saying he. I wonder whether he's going to. He like learned what get his ducks in a row as far, but because he didn't get on the ballot. I mean, like the technical Whoa. process. You think that, he learned something from that? That you don't get to. Well, he had the. Embar- Does Kanye learn? I. This will be like I guess similar to I guess acknowledging Trump or like examining Trump is it's like how did it affect his ego? Like was he. Because he did the fucking thing where he announced he was running and then found out he kind of wasn't and had to kind of like almost he posted like a thing that was almost like laughing at himself or like trying to be like, I'm actually laughing. Was this before or after he was peeing on his Grammys? Uh, this was around taking, that time. No, that, I think that was after this. He like realized that he couldn't actually run. And I'm just wondering whether like that hit to to, you know, he, he thought he would just could just run, whether he might get his ducks in a row and actually file everything, just because not that he would personally have to do it. You just have to, like, hire people to do it. and, and Oh, act, to actually run. Run in earnest in 2024. And, like, I wouldn't I be surprised I, if he could get some kind of attention. I'll just say that. People might think that's a stupid take. I'm gonna I go would ahead say, and say you might be right. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't care. I mean, at, I'm, like, at all. I mean, it's not about caring. It's about, like, would he... Do you no, I'm that, saying do, it is about caring because I don't care. Do you think I think that's if totally he, if he, if he did, I'm not talking about whether Nick if he cares, took I'm it about seriously, it if he took it seriously and actually filed his paperwork on time to be on the ballot, he's got four states, years. And he, he would also in still not of be. You know, he tried would, to run a real campaign. He, he would, wouldn't win or anything, but he would get. I think some he could make a splash. Statistically, almost meaningless number of votes. I but agree. He would maybe get like a percent at most. It would be. I, I think it if, would just be a pop call. It would not be much more than what happened with this one. If we don't opinion. have a Trump figure that is like saying, you know, slashing norms, just the saying the shit you're not supposed to say. And you're saying you think that Kanye might make a dent in 2024. Yeah, I'm saying it. 
I'm coming. The problem I'm with Kanye out there, I, and I don't, I don't even know if I can I'm, say I'm this because it might have to go off the pod. I think it might be incredibly a dumb take too, but also like I don't know. I could see it. Trump was I able to appeal it. to a cross section of Americans who were disaffected with 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 politics. And in his cult of personality. He raised his support among black people. Are yeah. you about to do a racism? I'm not about to do a racism. I'm about to do a thing that I'm about to say There are black true. people that are disaffected by Obama. I, I cannot, they hate the Democrats. I cannot imagine very many white people who would who who would feel the same way they felt about that supported Trump who would carry that over to, to a guy like Kanye. You might get some disaffected black votes, but you're not going to get any white votes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess it would just be about yeah, no, well, and there's not enough black people in this country for him to fucking well, win. Like, are like, you saying that no self-respecting white person? Do you mean like not, not a even, self-respecting thing? They just wouldn't do it. Why would they? I agree. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I might do I, it. It depends I feel on like who's you guys, on the ballot. I feel like that, like that, 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 uh, uh, like prediction is like assuming he's going after like Trump's base or something. No, he would like, be. He, would he be wouldn't going, be. He would be going after people who don't vote. Probably that's yeah. who it would be. Yeah. Which I mean, like, but but again, that's what I'm saying. That those people are gonna be. What do you mean, those it, people? It's gonna be disaffected. <laughs> Whoever, it is, if it's people who don't vote, it means there are people who are disaffected because they don't pay attention. Yeah, uh, right. So, but you know, I don't think we have to belabor the Kanye thing. I didn't, you know, yes, we've already be, because it's too much. No, to I talk, think we, it's we've talked about it. We have to go deeper. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, <clears throat> well, no, you were just talking enough. about with with your RSU's Dune about how he was planning, hoping to make a movie that was so. So powerful. You know what's funny about that is like 20 years ago, I was like, maybe if I could make a movie that would like open people's eyes. Like I had like, it's very naive. You? Well, no, no, it's not naive at all because it just happened and we all watched it called Hillbiology. Oh, good point. It's a film that- (laughs) Wait, are we going to do our bonus episode right now? Wait, is that supposed to be a bonus episode? I thought so. I don't Should we know. do like a hard cut, like a hard yeah. so, like cut, and record twenty minutes about Billy Elgin? Yeah. Well, okay. Let me just read. Let me just ca- uh, cap this episode off with, by just reading one more uh, one more post from our king. This week's king, he posted on Facebook. This is your friend. Yes, this is my good friend. Josh. This is this is an acquaintance of yours that you were in Catholic theater with. Uh, yes, or like <laughs> Catholic homeschool theater. Yes, Catholic homeschool theater. Yes. Troop. Uh, troop. He says, I promise you, if you hurt my family, there is nowhere you can hide. There is no court that will do you justice. It will be you and me. I may lose, but you will never walk again. On my life, I promise that. And then he... That's not very Christ-like. Well, that's his status update, but he had, to, he had some more thoughts, and he followed it up with a comment on his own status that says, you want to bet your life? <laughs> okay, let's roll. May the best man win. The desperate man, in parentheses, me, has nothing to lose and therefore is the most dangerous. Let's play. Why is your friend <laughs> feeling so desperate? <laughs> well, I think it's why he sets it up saying, like, this is a thought that he got angry about sitting Can around we get thinking about what he had to lose. He was sitting there thinking about, like, his family. He frames it as, like, my family, the thing I have to lose that is making me angry and make, like, a angry post to no one. And that he find, he gets, he works himself up to the point of being, like, a fucking, like, lone wolf that has nothing to lose. I will fucking kill you if I have to kill myself. You know, it's all... The, social media myself, is awful you know. for so many Should we go reasons. murder that guy's family or what? We should, put, we should put his fucking money where his mouth is. Let's be like, let's play. I mean, he said let's play. Should we play. do a, the strangers on that guy or what? <laughs> and then we're just like, yeah. Little funny like, games action? Like, thought you wanted to play. Or we're just, you look at him and, you know, like, he's just like, what do you, what do you want? 
We're behind our mask. And Next time say, you go down there, you got to buy one bu- one single bullet and put it in his mailbox. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, see, and then you can watch That would be how he, we get some good posts. Social media. <laughs> that's how you... That's a recipe Or Or for fucking direct posts. this dude to a therapist, right? People got to stop using fucking Facebook and Twitter like it's a goddamn therapy. Yeah, People, this, this These posts, I would become aware of them because I had like a family Zoom chat where like my sister was, bless her heart, but she was talking about still like earnestly engaging with family members and stuff on Facebook about politics. And I was like, oh, damn, like people are out there just doing that. It's like... I I have like a deep curiosity of at this point about because I don't have uh, extended family really, and the the people the ones that I do although my cousin is apparently married into a very reactionary family so I don't know, but like there's no like Thanksgiving getting in an argument about politics thing we've talked about this before I've just never experienced that, but I don't know I don't know I was just thinking about like I don't know is there a way to engage with people where you don't just yell at each other i don't know it seems so trite what i'm saying but i i don't know what the you know i think honestly well, you've I, tried to work on your family members yeah. right yeah the, the people love to do the thing of like i'm not going to associate with you anymore if you're going to be this way but there's like a Dude, can, we had a customer come in the other day who uh she came in and her face mask was down when she walked in and I was like, oh, can you pull up your face mask for me? And she's like, yes. And she did it right away. And then she came over and she was just like, wow, crazy times we're living in. And I was like, yep. Like the conversation I have with like two out of three customers. Sounds fun. And then she's like, yeah, my daughter's not talking to me. And just left it there. <laughs> and I was How like, could I couldn't. And I wasn't going to be like. For the pod. No. You got to be like. Oh. Dude, for my own life and sanity, <laughs> I didn't yeah. follow up. And she, I just was like really fascinated. Like, damn, I wonder. Like, I wonder what's. I should have for the for the pod. For, the for my pod. own. Come honestly, on. well, now I'm just really curious about it, too. So maybe for that alone. Yeah, for your own personal satisfaction. Check her down. You know. Well, if she comes in again, like, you know. Won't be for a couple weeks. At least. Yeah, the theater closed again. Uh, did we did we Michigan locked down again? On no, because we started with stupid election shit and not stuff that has to do with the real world, which is like um, COVID and America yeah. and, and lockdown. Theaters locked down again. Yeah, we should maybe talk uh, about There's a re- restaurant association in Michigan that's suing uh, because of the not allowing indoor service, which is fucking insane. You know what would be cool if all these people, instead of like direct venting their anger at the gover- at the governor for not letting no, them they should eat aim apples, their aim, get angry at the fucking Senate. Yes, for not giving you fucking stimulus because they give your businesses money and you'll be fine. You yes. won't even need to be open. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every, everyone, every single American right now on all sides, any working American right now should be all they should be doing is going home and sharpening their knives and fantasizing about murdering Mitch McConnell, who is the single most. A biggest opponent to your needs right now in this country. They should yep. be calling their. They should be calling their senators. No, they, they should, should be, be loading Mitch their. They should. Be and Mitch McConnell. Be like, I don't think Mitch, you should say that on the internet. I, I, I said what they should be doing, not what I'm doing. All right. I mean, I don't know. Parody. <laughs> yeah, it's a parody. Mitch, parody. I actually think there need to only be two thousand five hundred troops in Iraq. How this, dare this is, you, impose. Mitch? These are the wages of power, baby. Okay, if yeah. you get to be a fucking ghoul who's in charge of the government for fucking fifty years, then people get to fantasize about. Okay, 
That's just how it goes. Then well, they get to uh, just do improv parody about characters mm-hmm. that like might say stuff like that. Which right. scene? It was wonderful. That was good. And scene. All right, that was interesting. We got into some into the heads of some real digging deep, some real nuts. Yeah, the b- pandemic is really bad. Uh, we're all uh, fucked. Isn't this pathetic? 150 years ago, people said, whoa, 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 you brought the wrong Shakespeare guy to town? I'm going to fucking beat you to death. Now, we have the government that has been for six months twiddling their thumbs with everyone's lives in safety and, and economic prosperity. And what, we, what do we do? Nothing. We, we yell at each other on Twitter yeah. about no. who whose grandpa won the election. No, brother, we're just going to bare knuckle it. That's how we're going to do it. We're Dude. just going to all strap in. I'm sorry. All, <laughs> just, all talk of like, you know, like people, you know, oh, the greatest generation, all that shit. All that talk is absolutely tr- true, 100%, because we are all of us. Every single American of all ages, all generations currently alive is an absolute fucking cuck. Absolute cuck. Cucks. And I, I know. Uh, I was hope I was like sitting there like, is Kevin going to say the word cuck? Is I love the word say cuck. It? I love it. And he did because it's true. We're, you know, and I, and what also, are you going to do? And also because, hey, Penguin keeps bringing this up on the, on the fucking subreddit. What? That we're not pro-China enough? I'm pro-China. No, he's I'm, great. You, where is he going to get up? Penguin. Hey, Penguin. I'm pro-China. I watched Kung Fu Hustle yesterday. I'm very pro-China. I wish China <laughs> yeah, would man. take us over. I got Panda Express. I love China food. China food. <laughs> I love China food. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. We belong, guys.